Welcome back to a brand new episode of Raise the Apple. It has been a little bit, another crazy week, another a lot going on in Major League Baseball. And of course, with the New York Mets, as always, we got the All-Star Game this week. We got the Home Run Derby on Monday. We got the All-Star Game on Tuesday. A lot to be excited about. And then the second half, the home stretch of the MLB season is still underway. The Mets are still in first place comfortably, which is awesome. I don't think, I don't know what it'll take for people to think the Mets just maybe for once in forever are for real in 2021. I don't know what it'll take. It's just, everybody seems to be saying, oh, the Phillies and Braves, they're so close to uh, they're so close to breaking out, and they're going to make a run. The Nationals were going to make a run, but then Kyle Schwarber got hurt. The Marlins are still there. What is it going to take for people to think that maybe the Mets are for real? You know, everyone's kind of expecting, Mets fans included, expecting that because they always find a way to screw it up, that it's going to happen again, but I don't think so. I don't think so. You got their place Mets working. You got pitching has been phenomenal. The offense busted out, especially last night where they put, I believe it was 13 and a 10-run sixth inning up against the Pirates. I mean, granted, it's the Pirates, but still. This is the time for the Mets offense to get going. You got doubleheader today. You got playing the Pirates to close out the break, and then when you open up the second half, you got the Pirates again. So you got to see the Pirates for seven games between now and the start of the second half which is the perfect time for the offense to get going, the pitching to continue to do what it's doing. There is a lot to discuss in Major League Baseball. We're going to start with the positive stuff with some All-Star Game uh, All-Star Game coverage. Next week, there will be just one episode uh, recapping the All-Star Game and doing a preview for the second half. We'll do a Mets preview as well as the rest of Major League Baseball and how things will shake out. The All-Star Game, we have, as Mets fans, one All-Star. Well, two? One and a half, two? I don't know how you want to say it. The Grom, of course, was named an All-Star. And because he has decided not to pitch in that game, take the time to rest, as probably a smart move, it stinks that, the, that he doesn't get to show off in front of everybody now. But, you know, it's understandable given he's already been, I think, injured what, two or three times already this year. It's understandable that he's going to take time to rest. So, I mean, it, it's understandable. I'm not I'm not too upset with that. I wish Jake was pitching, but I understand why he's not. But because of the rules, each team has to have a representative, which I love. It shouldn't have to have been this way for him to get there. But Taiwan Walker is an all-star for the Mets. I love it. He should have been an all-star or a reserve from the get-go. There's... No, he shouldn't have to have been a replacement, but that's just my personal opinion. Two other Mets, I think, got snubbed a little bit were Edwin Diaz. I think what Edwin Diaz, his snub was primarily, because I think, probably because if you look at his stats, they showed it on SMY the other night. His ERA in safe situations is under one or something like that, and his ERA in non-safe situations is almost six and a half. So I think the, the non- dominance in non-safe situations is what cost Diaz a shot at being an all-star and same thing with Stroman. Stroman I think was certainly deserving of being an all-star. His past couple spots have been a little little shaky 
but he also had uh, death in his family. So obviously, his there are other things that take priority over baseball at that point. But if it wasn't for his last couple starts, I think Stroman definitely would have been an all-star. No position players, though, which was kind of expected. If there were going to be a position player in the Derby, based on where the Mets are right now, the only one that would even deserve consideration, or in the All-Star game, not the Derby, the only one that would deserve any consideration, I think, would be Pete and maybe, maybe Jonathan VR. That's a big maybe, though. I think definitely Pete would have, in terms of an offensive player from the Mets, I think Pete certainly made a a pretty good case to be a reserve, but he's in the Derby, so so it's it all works out. Another all-star snub. He's not on the Mets, but I don't even know if I'm, I'll bring it up. Is Bauer. Now, I understand that Bauer has off-the-field stuff going on right now. If the off-the-field stuff doesn't happen, I think Bauer certainly makes a case for being an all-star. Does he make the team? I don't know, but I think he certainly has an, an argument you can make. There are other guys that are replacements that I think should have already been all-stars. And just quickly looking at the stats, I know, um, who was it? I can't think of who it was. That was added. I know Whit Merrifield was added. I think he should should have already been an all-star. There's one other one, and I can't think of who it, I can't think of who it was. Oh, it was um Chris Bassett of the A's. Uh, Chris Bassett of the A's, he's been terrific for Oakland this year. I think he certainly was also deserving of a reserve spot. But, you know, we got a lot of guys that are opting not to play in it, including, this is the interesting part, including Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Michael Brantley, and I believe... There was one other one. Ryan Presley, I want to say, is who it was. Ryan Presley, right? Is he still on Houston? I believe. Yes. Those four guys have opted out of the All-Star game. Now, Presley and Brantley, I don't know their reasoning for it. Um, But, oh, I got a phone call. All right. Anyway, you got... Presley and Brantley, we don't know what their reasonings were, but for Correa, he said he wanted to spend time with his wife, who was pregnant, and then uh, Altuve said he wanted to sit out because his legs been bothering him, he wanted to take the time to rest. Okay, while those statements are understandable, we all know that it's a load of crap, because Michael Brantley, I'm kind of, he's he's guilty by association, if that makes sense. So because of the Astros being busted for the cheating scandal, there was no All-Star game last year. This would be their first time in front of the entire baseball world since they got busted. So a lot of people, including myself, think they're just copping out so they don't have to face the music. They don't have to deal with getting booed and whatever else fans decide to do. Brantley only is like a head-scratcher because he wasn't on the 2017 team. But like I said, guilty by association unfortunately just because he wears an Astros jersey now he's gets reaps the benefit benefits if you want to call it that him and Jordan Alvarez and Tucker guys that weren't on the 2017 team unfortunately they have to deal with the crap 
from other from fans because they're just they're on the Astros even though they didn't do anything because they weren't there. They they have to face that. But next up is the home run derby. Probably should have done the derby first for the sake of uh, order, but. Derby field is set. We have five guys from the AL, three from the NL. Usually it's four and four, but I guess guys they wanted in the NL did not want to do it. Right now it is from the AL, Otani, Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers, Matt Olson of the A's, Trey Mancini of the Orioles, and Salvador Perez, no, Orioles, and then Salvador Perez of the Royals. For the NL, it's going to be Pete from our New York Mets, Juan Soto, which I think is going to surprise a lot of people from the Nationals, and then Trevor Story from the Ro- hosting Colorado Rockies. I think you in the Derby, you always have to have someone from that team in the Derby, I feel like. like it's, When it was in City Field, you had David Wright in the Derby. If it were in Atlanta like it was supposed to be, I think Acuna would definitely have been in it. Uh, I don't know if Acuna said no or not, but I think... I think Acuna definitely could have been in this field. He may have said no to it. I may have missed it or something, but I think Otani is going to be must-watch, as always. This is the perfect chance for the baseball world to see Otani, especially for East Coast people who don't get to see the Angels because of like the time zone difference and all that. So they don't get to see him. This is the time to see him. Joey Gallo is going to put his name on the map. He's a big trade candidate. Matt Olson's going to put his name out there. We all know Pete and Soto and Story. Salvador Perez, kind of a, I don't want to say ageless wonder, but he is nearing the end of his career. One of the all-time greats in terms of Royals, in terms of the Royals franchise history. I think he'll do good. And then Mancini is one of the best comeback stories in sports. I think this derby is going to be awesome. I love this field, especially in Colorado. The ball is going to fly. Oh, Right now, the rankings... Otani is the favorite, followed by Pete, then Gallo, Matt Olson, Soto, Story, Mancini, Perez. I think Otani. I think Otani being the favorite's a good. It's ranked when they do the seeding for the bracket itself. It's based on how many homers they hit, or like where they're at. So Otani will be the one seed, not because he's the favorite, but because he's hit the most home runs of everyone in the field. And quickly looking at it, I'm not sure who has the fewest maybe it's Soto maybe it's Soto or P I'm not sure but whoever has the fewest amount of homers of those eight would be the eight seed so a lot of people want Otani and Mancini in the finals like story great story versus great story a lot of people want you know P and Sto- uh, Pete versus Trevor Story or Pete and Otani Matt Olson is gonna be a, I think the sneaky dark horse in this derby is going to be Matt Olson. Not a lot of people are going to look at him. Not a lot of people are going to think he's uh, the one to beat. But I think Matt Olson certainly is going to put on a much better show than people are going to give him credit for. I think Schwarber would have been in the Derby for his recent stretch if he hadn't gotten hurt. Maybe he would have been in there over uh, Perez or Joey Gallo. But I am super excited for this All-Star Game and for this Derby. It is going to be must-watch TV. We are going to, uh, like I said, have one episode next week where we'll uh, debrief on all of it, talk about all of it, and then some expectations for the second half. Should be a lot of fun. 
There are two other things we're going to discuss. The first does, first is Bauer, and then the second is some questions that fans have about doubleheaders. So we'll start with Bauer, update on Trevor Bauer, I should say. So here's where we stand now. As of right now, Bauer was placed on administrative leave, which is a seven-day period. It was then extended another seven days by Major League Baseball. So next week, or this coming week, I should say, when that seven days is up, it is going to be must-watch as to what happens because the league has not issued a suspension yet. They're still cooperating with police and all that in terms of investigation. Haven't heard a word from Bauer, only from his agents and his attorney. Haven't heard a word since the news broke from the other side. People have already made their assumptions and opinions on the matter. This is a big a big deal only because not only it's a big deal because of the situation itself, but also because you look at the way that MLB has tre- has dealt with these matters in the past, you know, with the Chapmans and the Domingo Armands and all those guys that have gotten busted for similar stuff before. Now, I know domestic violence and sexual assault are different, but in a way, they're, su- they're somewhat similar. They're both horrible things, in a- but they are different, very much different in their own ways. So the way MLB has handled this stuff in the past, how they handle Bauer is going to be an indication of maybe how they plan on handling these things going forward. So if Bauer gets punished long-term... That may mean if guys get busted for stuff like this in the future, then their punishments are going to be a lot longer as opposed to Chapman, I think, got like 30 games or something like that. I could be, I may not have those exact numbers right. I think Chapman got like 30 games. Domingo Armand got like 60 or something like that, or half the season or something like that. We don't know how long. It seems inevitable regardless of how it goes on the court side of it whether he's found guilty or innocent and has to face jail time it seems somewhat inevitable that Bauer may get a suspension but again I'm not going to, I don't want to assume that but it seems like it's heading in that direction you had all of his teammates unfollow him or not all of them but a lot of his teammates unfollow him on social media this is the crazy part this is where it starts getting a little raise your eyebrow a little bit so obviously yeah you expect your teammates don't like that then you have in the Dodgers store at the stadium anything with Bauer's name on it including his own his own Bauer Outage merch brand they took off the shelves anything his jerseys anything his bobblehead promotional like they had scheduled canceled if you go online to buy anything Trevor Bauer on the Dodgers website gone and then if you go to MLB and you try and buy a Dodgers jersey and you want to pick which player that you want your Dodgers jersey of, Bauer's name is taken off the list. You're not allowed you're not able to get a Bauer jersey. If you want a Bauer jersey right now, you have to go to a place that is not MLB or the Dodgers. Which is crazy and I am annoyed at that only because now hear me out before people start getting mad at me for saying that. I'm only mad at that. Because I understand why they're doing it. They want to distance themselves from this situation. But they can't do that. They need to figure out this 
situation. And if it turns out that there's enough evidence to find him guilty, then it's understandable in them doing that. But if it's, as it turns out that he's not guilty or there are no charges that are that he's convicted of, that's going to, one, look like a horrible move from Major League Baseball and cause more problems because we all know Bauer and how he is. It's just, I don't like that. And I also don't like it because you take Bauer stuff off for him being accused of this stuff. Okay, that's fair. But you never did that for... And I'm when I say you, I'm t- referring to Major League Baseball. You never did that for Chapman or Domingo Herman or Felipe Vasquez. I mean, Felipe Vasquez may have changed because he's a child predator, but uh, who else was there? Addison Ross At the time, Addison Russell. Um, there's Abdubal Herrera. There's one other one I'm thinking of. Maybe his name will come up later. But those guys, when they're when they were first accused of what they were doing, their domestic stuff, they that never happened. As far as I know, that never happened. They never took their jerseys or anything like that off of the store. Only with Bauer's stuff. And I don't know. I just don't like that because I don't think that was. I don't think that was appropriate for right now. If it turns out he was found guilty. Then I would under I would think that would be the appropriate time to do that. I guess I don't really I'm kind of on the fence about that. I understand why they do it. They did that, but I don't know if that was the smart move to make. If that makes sense, but we'll have to we'll have to see how uh, how that goes. The other thing, or wait, before I move on though, hopefully this is resolved. This week will be a big telling tale if they decide to suspend him or extend any disciplinary action towards him, or if we have any updates. We have these texts, and I mean, it's basic. Like I said the first time we talked about it, it's basically how you interpret these texts. If you interpret them as consensual, or she's in the wrong, or he's in the wrong, however you interpret it, it's basically it. That's all it is. It seems to me is how you interpret those text messages. But we are going to move on to double headers. Are they a money steal? That a lot of people are asking. So this conversation was never really a thing, but it just got brought up recently. People were saying, if I go to a Friday game, gets rained out, becomes a double header on Saturday. Okay. But at least this is the Mets, and I'm sure other teams have done this. You could only go to the first game of that doubleheader. So if I bought a ticket to Friday's game, Friday's game got rained out, became the first game of a split doubleheader on Saturday. I would have to go, I would exchange my ticket. I could only go to the first game of the doubleheader, and then I had to clear out, and then the people who were supposed to go to Saturday's game they come in and watch that game. What's annoying is that my I paid for a nine-inning game. It becomes a seven-inning game. Now I get to now I have to leave, and now the people who paid for a nine-inning game on Saturday, it's they weren't they fall guilty to the rainout, and now they're now they have to see a seven-inning game instead of a nine-inning game. 
they lose out money for those two innings. Now, this is why you don't have seven-inning doubleheaders, because they are, besides the fact that they are dumb, it's 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 upsetting a lot of fans, a lot more than I, I know, I've never seen this argument until recently, so... But in theory, if you'd think that if you are a business owner, at the end of the day, these owners are in it for the money. If you are a business owner, to make the most money, the longer you could keep fans in the ballpark, the more money you could make. So why wouldn't you keep two nine-inning doubleheaders, single admission for people who people get extra baseball, but you're going to make up for that money with food and merchandise, and all that kind of stuff. And then you might get, because people who maybe are there for their first time or something like that, maybe you impress them enough that you bring them back for the future. It's a, it's not a, a big deal, as people make it out to be, but it is something worth talking about, as if you're getting ripped off for losing those two innings. Now, for example, I work at a minor league stadium, I last night I was working. The game got rained out. We finished two full innings. They are finishing that game today as a full nine, so technically seven innings. And then the second game is going to be a seven inning doubleheader. But it is single admission doubleheader. So if you were supposed to go tonight, regardless if there was a rain out or not, you get to see both games. And if you went last night, you get to see both games today too. That's how I personally think it should be. It should be single admission. I understand from a business side why the owners do that because they're trying to, you know, not lose, not in theory lose money per se or like give away free innings of baseball. But you'd think that the longer they're in the ballpark, the more money you could make. That's just my thing. I don't know why we're trying to get them in and fans in and out as fast as possible. If you're trying to run a successful business, the longer they stay there, the more money they're going to spend. So the more money you make at the end of the day. But I digress. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Raise the Apple. We talked about a lot today from the All-Star Game to Bauer to Doubleheaders. It was a lot. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at RT underscore pod. And any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to send them this way. We will see you guys next week. Uh, doing a all-star game derby recap and then a preview for the second half of the year it is going to be a good one we will see you guys then let's go Mets